0: previously on about them cowboys
1: do we know that our kicker can actually make a kick because it'd be nice to have seen that in the preseason like is line good or what are we doing yeah we're just assuming he's good
2: hey I saw him kick a field goal it had to be like I don't know it was it was, it was over 35 so we'll, we'll go 40 yards it was tough angle from where I was at and it hit both uprights I'm like that's not easy oh. to do and bounced out
0: It is going to be 34 to 31 with a Greg Zerline field goal to win it.
3: From how deep? 47 yards. 47, and it bounces off both uprights. (laughs) No,
0: it's only going to hit one upright. It's going to hit the right upright and then then go in. It's just going to be a little glance, too. Inside the 20, couldn't jam it in. Zerline. 31, he's going to miss by a mile. Meanwhile, Dax run to help set it up at the seven-yard run was the longest run of the night for either team and that one hits the upright. I'm and, telling you. Yeah, bounce back. The only thing else I got to say is how about them Cowboys?
4: How about them Cowboys indeed.
2: Holy crap. Cowboys Nation, what a game. The Dallas-Dakota Cowboys and the Tom Brady Buccaneers of Tampa Bay Going head-to-head, head and wow, it came down to the wire. I think none of us really predicted that. Cowboys and Buccaneers coming down to the end, 31-29. But there's a lot to talk about with this one. Welcome in to About Them Cowboys. I'm Kent, producing, as always, for the Athletic Podcast Network. And uh, telling you that this episode is presented by Visa. Visa is a network working for everyone, and I'm welcoming in our panel to discuss this Cowboys loss. We've got a Motley crew. John Machoda's at the game. Maybe he'll pop in here, unless Jerry goes on a rant or something, which is definitely likely after this game, so maybe we'll get a John Machoda appearance, but we've got some guys to break it down for you. First, from the Athletic and the Ticket, Saad Youssef, from the Eagle, your host, with the most, Kevin KT Turner is here, and welcoming back to the show... Uh, Jane Slater, I guess, a partner in crime, I I, I would um, call you. It's Bobby Belt, sure. at Bobby Belt TX on Twitter. Follow him for all things awesome Dallas Cowboys content. And uh, he is here to talk about this game. KT, so much to talk about this one, but I just want to say, holy crap, what a game. It felt so good to watch a great football game again. I was just, my adrenaline was pumping for the entire time. It was greatness.
1: Dude, if Siskel and Ebert were still alive, they would have been in a movie theater eating popcorn and watching this game and yelling, two thumbs up. That was fun. Like I know it's <laughs> That's like, incredible. Our Cowboys fans listening to this are going to be like, Dude, when? No! Hey, that was fun. It was like a nine-point line going into the game, too. Um, there's so much to talk about at the end of the game. Uh, I, I, there's, there's multiple storylines that involve... Special teams, I think our quarterback was awesome. I really don't want to even start like kind of power raking the stories. I think we should probably just kind of kind of try to work our way through it a little bit. Because, I mean, the thing that jumped out to me that was pretty awesome, everything's we've been talking about the defense all offseason and then the Bucks get the ball and then it's like three and out and it's like, Dan Quinn, you're a badass. Dan Quinn, you're the king. Uh, but then the Bucks ended up going up seven nothing, and then the Cowboys responded very very quickly. My God, it was it was a Ceedee Lamb uh, touchdown that came after Ceedee Lamb had a couple of drops on the Cowboys' first drive. I think Ceedee Lamb had three drops tonight, and he was fourth in the league in, in drops last year. But I'm not really concerned because he had a great game. My God, can we put to, put the to rest though? That the, the amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and all that stuff that we don't have to worry about until March. can we just stop those conversations because those get put it pretty annoying talking about future contracts. dude amari Cooper was incredible tonight and the Cowboys aren't even close to winning that game without amari Cooper's contributions
3: yeah and and you know we talked about it uh in the pregame pod. Remember we said like well we all kind of agreed that you want to come out. And take a shot early, and that was Amari Cooper. First play of the game, they took that shot deep to Amari Cooper, and it just kind of softened everything up a little bit, set the tone. I thought that was good, and it set the tone for not just uh, the Cowboys' offense, kind of putting it on the Tampa Bay defense, but for Dak Prescott. Everything that was you, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't think they would actually do it because they got because of that legendary punt that pinned them inside the two. I thought they're gonna, you know, do their traditional hand it to Zeke and try to get out of there. But credit to Kellen Moore. He he went deep into Amari Cooper, and I thought that was big.
4: Didn't that feel a little bit like, and I'm probably, it's just poetic, and I'm probably reading too much into it, but it did feel kind of like, you know, there were all these questions about, like, well, how's Dak's arm? Uh, you know, is Dak going to have to, like, knock off the rust? Is he going to have to get that ankle loose? You know, and all these questions about, like, what kind of pressure he's going to face up the middle. And then they're pinned back on the one. And it just felt like, They were like, let's show them exactly what you can do. Let's go out here, put you in shotgun, put you with you know empty backfield. They had five receivers out there. There was no extra protection out there, and it was go cut it loose. And I think that was his longest throw of the game was that one. Uh, Maybe the one where CeeDee Lamb caught it and ran on the final drive to the 31. That one may have been a little longer, but that was like the biggest shot they took all night, and I thought it was... Uh, apropos given where they were at and all the questions about Dak, it felt like it was just meant to silence everybody right out of the gate.
1: Yeah, you know, c- Conditioning is always like a big part of the first couple of games in the season for guys who didn't play a ton of preseason. But I think that's like the time to do it is on that first drive because you saw as the game went on and it kind of, uh, it's one of the, the big, one of the storylines to me in this game too is the game went on, especially in the end that fourth quarter Man, that Tampa Bay defensive line had worn down the Cowboys' offensive line pretty good. Like, it really kind of started in the second half. It, Dak was pressured a good portion of this entire game. But there in the beginning, it's kind of, hey, everyone's kind of fresh. Let's go out and fling it. And it was good to, to get it going. you know, then Tampa Bay got up 14-7. to The Cowboys are driving again, and they're trying to answer. And this is where we kind of get into the line portion of tonight because <laughs> – they're uh, settling in for a 31 yard field goal, and Zerline went full Maher and just ripped it left. I mean, he just duck hooked that thing. And then we kind of knew that he didn't he he's been, you know, hurt. Yeah, didn't see any of him in preseason. And it's just like, oh my God, man, could we have done something better? Because he hooked that thing about as bad as you could miss a 31 yard field goal. And right then's when I thought, okay, well, it was fun for about a quarter and a half. That's uh, Yes, yeah, good effort, guys. <laughs> it's kind of, I almost was throwing in the towel already, even though the defense—you could tell there's some differences in the defense. The Bucks were going to get have a high-scoring, thirty-point game. It kind of felt like that all night. So that was terrible, and that cost you three points. Gosh! But then, yeah, we jinxed and, him.
2: We jinxed him on the pod. Uh, I'll, and, I'll John John Machota jinx him. He's not here, so I can say that. Yamash had to jinx them on the pod. But I will say, Dalton Miller's not here either. He predicted a Greg Zerline game winning 47 yard field goal, and it was almost <laughs> a Greg Zerline 48 yard game winning field goal. So that would have been one of the most impressive calls of all time. And I just wanted to give Dalton the credit where credit's due.
1: No, absolutely. And, and well, then when the Cowboys ended up getting the ball back and then tying the game, because then, then after that was the fumble. Demarcus Lawrence makes a play. Hey, imagine that, right? Demarcus Lawrence good against the run. The Ronald Jones fumble. And then the Cowboys go and they score. That was the touchdown pass to Amari Cooper. Um, And then there's the double doink. Um, So it's like, okay, well, Zerline's cost us four points. And then you kind of look at everything and go, well, we lost by two. I mean, the watermelon (laughs) kick happened last year. Are we supposed to like – Give the guy credit for that, because I am getting a lot of tweets about Michael Gallup's offensive pass interference last year, and I am like, does last year matter or not? Are we still gonna does Zerline's watermelon kick cancel out the four hey, points wait. that he cost us Do, tonight? Does I, the
2: four does the near no, game no. winner cancel out the the misses tonight? Because any coach no. will de, who would defend who would defend Greg Zerline and say, you know, he made the right kicks at the right time or or whatever, you know, he made the made the kick when he needed to make it or whatever. But Bobby, you obviously disagree with that.
4: No, yeah. I mean, I think that there's a lot. There was a lot of issues with Greg Zerland that you had the two missed field goals. You had the missed extra point. You had the man, his his nickname, Greg, the leg. That dude was having trouble getting the ball down on kickoffs all night. They were running kickoffs out. There were, you know, I think half the kickoffs were run out and uh, they were averaging like 31 yards per return. I think something like that. And so, no, I mean, I think that there were a lot... Of, it wasn't just the field goal. It wasn't just, you know, the the miss on the 31-yarder or the extra point. I mean, there were several things about his responsibilities tonight that were concerning. And I think that it's great that he made that kick. Um, but I also think that, it, it, for me, it doesn't cancel anything out at all. If I was the Cowboys, I'd be, you know, trying out kickers immediately next year.
3: <laughs> yeah, and I mean, remember, remember a couple of years ago, Brett Maher made that whatever it was, 62-yarder or something like that. Like... Right before the half, uh, remember. So you know those one those isolated kicks don't really cancel out the big picture. I'm really glad Bobby brought up the the, the kickoffs because I was going to bring that up too. That's not even just where Tampa Bay's off. That's not that doesn't have just an effect on like the Cowboys defense or where Tampa Bay starts offensively because that's what allows the the Tampa Bay offense when they do stall to then pin the Cowboys deep um, for for the Cowboys offense because they started. Around midfield, so you know if if the Cowboys are able to you know start their defensive drives back, or Tampa Bay is you know starting uh, closer in their own ter- territory, then there's less pinning the Cowboys in their own territory for their offense. So um, you know I think that's the Greg Zerline was it was really troublesome the entire game.
4: It, it it didn't end out hurting them. So in the grand scheme of things, I guess it, it's not a big deal, but it could have hurt them. Which is I still want to know what the hell either Bones Fossil or Mike McCarthy was thinking having him kick that 60 yarder before the half. Tom Brady could have easily gotten another pass or two, gotten him in a position. And that could have been another six point swing on this game. I have no idea what that call was about.
1: If you're playing, you know, Daniel Jones, then maybe I'm more okay with it against Tom Brady. I'm not taking that chance. And it didn't at bite all. them,
4: but it could. It didn't.
1: You're right. And I, uh, I mean, Saad texted me right when it happened. <laughs> Saad, said, what the hell's going on? I'm like, man, it's it's kind of what's gonna happen. And dude, it'll it'll happen the opposite way. What do you think, man? We should probably rip a 58 yarder right here. We might, you know, need the points. Like, get a, a, a and then and it won't happen. They'll call a punt. Like, it'll be inconsistent. That's what it's gonna be. And you know, I I by the way, I like Bones Fossil, but I think. I think you have a situation with him is where you kind of get what you get. It's going to be kind of wild card at times with him. I'm not talking about fakes and things like that. I'm just talking about consistent special teams production. And I know that comes down to the players and stuff, but hell, we saw that last episode of Hard Knocks when they're talking about fighting for uh, Azur Kamara. And uh, they go, Bones is going to come in and he's going to fight for him. And Jerry
3: goes, then put him on the board. <laughs> if Jim Fossil said it, then put him on the board. Okay, but who who's making like like I don't know. Do we know like for sure like who's making these calls in terms of no, I you're think going for bones. a field goal there? Because like I, I, remember, I, 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 going yeah, back I think to on that field year, goal, I think
4: that's bones. Okay, I, 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 like, I, even, I, I would imagine it's McCarthy consulting. Do you think he can hit this? And Bones saying yes, but have him do it. I would guess that's how it's going.
1: I'm telling you, I'm not going. I'm not. Oh, go ahead, Zod. Mike's well, got no, like, to overrule that. He's got to overrule that.
2: He does. The guy, the guy that... was not. He he couldn't kick tonight. And it was mm-hmm. clear at that point <laughs> he didn't have it. It's like a pitcher who doesn't doesn't have the fastball. You don't throw him out there when the game's on the line. I, I mean, granted he did make the kick at the end, but that at that time he didn't have it. No.
3: I, yeah, I pro- but even like just generally speaking with special teams, going back to last year with that atrocious fourth down, uh, you know, uh, fake punt, all these things. Like I just kind of wonder what the dynamic is between Fossil and, and McCarthy when it comes to these plays overall.
4: You know, Broadus, uh, our buddy Brian Broadus has brought up the point that, you know, Jim Fossil has a headset. There's not all special teams coordinators have headsets. He does have the ability to click in and chime in and make, you know, say his piece. And so I think that they definitely give him a big voice.
2: Aren't these the kinds of things, KT, though, when when Mike McCarthy came in here and Jason Garrett, like these are the types of things we wanted to be different? That aren't? Yeah. Do I have to point that out or is well, that am no, I stating the I, obvious? Here?
1: I I think you are. I've just you know me. I'm always like, like this scared. is why
2: you got Mike McCarthy in here so things like this wouldn't happen. This is the exact scenario that we of why we couldn't get to the next level it was because of things like this and now it's just it's rinse and repeat, it feels like. It's makes me sick.
1: I'm always scared to go down the McCarthy wormhole because everyone gets all <sighs> butthurt and says I'm being negative. But like I want you. To, was there? I don't know if y'all saw this. There's a visual in the game. It's I think it's when Tampa Bay took a timeout in the second half, uh, and Tampa Bay's on defense, and Dak is going over to talk, and it's Kellen Moore and Doug Nussmeyer, and McCarthy's just kind of the third guy standing outside, just kind of listening in, like, well, what are we doing? And I and, and and that's fine. Like I I didn't want McCarthy calling plays. I just still don't know what he does, and I'll probably say this in every podcast we do when the Cowboys lose. I, do, I don't, I truly do not know what he does. As he talked to,
2: in the uh, press conference, I'm going to see if he if he's already already discussed it, because I'm very interested to see how he's going to address that and defend that uh, after the game. But that was a very pivotal moment.
1: Um, so it's 14-13 uh, and then we got uh, the situation here. They, Cowboys got a quick uh, interception uh Trevon Diggs uh got the got the interception. They get the ball back. Uh thirty-five yard field goals good, barely. I mean that one felt like that was gonna <laughs> do again. So it's sixteen fourteen at that time. Uh the the Bucks got a touchdown right before the half there with the uh uh the pass to Antonio Brown. Man, Antonio Brown looks good, guys. How scary uh, is this? This game horrible. This
4: game, I don't know why Tom Brady didn't throw at anthony brown 20 times tonight he should have if he did this is a blood i think yeah anthony, brown, I I anthony know, like, brown cannot stick to antonio brown at all
3: yeah and i and i was gonna say like antonio brown looked good but man anthony brown looked toast like it, it didn't look good. he got
2: posterized both. multiple times tonight yeah. just embarrassed in slow motion
1: <laughs> wonder how quick of a hook they're gonna have on him because you know kelvin joseph is your next option there Throw him out there. You're gonna Keenan Allen next week will mostly be on digs. Um, who's the Chargers number two? We'll worry about that next week. Um uh, Caldwell. Is it Caldwell? God, no, I would hope that's it will like be way better ago. than that. It's like Roche Caldwell <laughs> plays for Denver in two thousand and three. <laughs> R.I.P. God. Um so, yeah, so it's twenty one sixteen. Oh, uh oh, here we go. Here's another missed field goal right here, right? This was uh 20, oh yeah, that was the 60 yarder. We've already talked about that. And that I mean, hey, we get it. The Cowboys turnover thing, you know, focus on turnovers. Hey, he had a turnover number on the Hail Mary right there, though. We'll take that. Sure. But dude, Jordan Lewis almost took that thing to the house. If he would have cut back to the That's middle That's what of I was field, wondering. I, was I like, wanted dude, to know he why he didn't had it. Had it. If, I, don't, I, mean, I don't know what the coach's film looks like, but it looked like he had it. I was like, man, McCarthy is a genius. Kicking, missing the sixty-yard field <laughs> knowing that you could get a hell Mary interception and run it back for one hundred and eight yards. Um, so twenty-one sixteen at the half. Cowboys Jordan
2: Lewis just just makes gets turnovers like it. They just yeah. fall into his hands. It's unbelievable. He had two tonight. I think he had a fumble recovery later in the, later in the game. But that guy, keep him around and just put him on the field. I don't know if he can cover. That's that's a a debate, but. Put put the stick on his hands and put him out there because
1: but you're going to get turnovers when he's on the field. It's just it's incredible. To me, one of the plays in the game that I don't want to be forgotten uh, again. It's, so at the time, it was 21 to 19. Was, I'm sorry, it was 21 to 16. Uh, but the Cowboys are driving. They're at the two yard line and they run the option to the left. And Blake Jarwin just whiffed on a block. If Blake Jarwin makes a half of that block. It's a half block even. I think Zeke would have had enough time to get in the end zone. Not that Zeke was hauling, by the way. Zeke looked, To me, Zeke looked really good running. looked way better than he did at any point last year. But on that option play to the left, if Jarwin just would to clip that guy a little bit, then I think you have a touchdown there. And instead, they had to settle for... A very shaky 19-yard field goal that almost hit the upright as well.
4: But is the, is that the trade off that you get slimmer Zeke and he he looks like a more fluid runner and he's now going to get tackled in the open field by DVS instead of being able to run 33 over 33 yards uh, for Zeke. Is that is tonight. that the trade off of him weighing like 210 now or whatever he is?
1: I refuse to say that's the trade off based on one night, especially on a night against that no, run of course defense. not not
4: firmly, but is that what we may be looking at?
1: Again, talk to me about that in a couple of weeks. <laughs> but against the Buccaneers, yeah, you, all- you knew, like we knew, Zeke was not going to run tonight. Like I saw some tweets in the first half, and people were like, "Oh, the, the thirty-six passes to seven runs." It's like, dude, they weren't going to run on the Bucks. Like they're behind. You cannot. No, no in, fact, in fact,
4: Kellen Moore deserves, I think, a ton of credit for those quick hitch screens to Zeke and C.D. Lamb and things like that. That's Father. what he was doing. That's how he was replacing the running game. That he was yeah. using those short, quick passes where they would have normally ran the ball because that Buccaneers front is so good. And you saw even the, the times way, that they did hand it off, you could not run between the tackles tonight.
3: Yeah. And by the way, like, you know, I've, I've been critical of Zeke uh, a lot in the past, but his pass blocking today, I know it's always been really good, but his pass blocking today just really jumped out. Like, there are times where not only were, would plays not have happened, Dak may have not finished the game tonight. If Zeke wasn't making some of the blocks that he was making, because my God, they would have ripped his head off.
1: There's one play in the first half where Levante David came clean and Zeke had to he get didn't across. See him. He had to get across <laughs> yeah. Dak's body and get in front. And he got I mean, he saved Dak's life. Whew. He saved his life. And he did multiple times. And you're right. If Zeke could still do that too. Like that's a part of like that's I think Bobby's asking maybe at the trade-off of him being a little more skinny. You know, is his pass protection going to go down? But well, he did a good job there. But but it, it is an interesting point Bobby brings up because we'll see. But I think Zeke's going to be the guy who gets twenty two carries next week. You know, I don't I don't think you're going to see a lot of games where Zeke gets eleven carries this year. Um, it's just not running against the Bucks is just not a good way to beat them. It's just not going to work. Um, so that point, it was twenty one nineteen. Got the ball back, uh, but then Dak got aggressive, threw it into, you know, there was it was weird because Ceedee Lamb and and Amari uh, Cooper were kind of in the same area, and then there was like five you know Bucks players in the area, but the ball hit Ceedee Lamb in the hands, and it ended up being intercepted uh, as it was deflected. It, but it, Dak definitely threw it into traffic. It's like, hey, if I threw a bullseye, but I had, you know, traffic there, he did hit the bullseye. just, you know, Lamb probably probably should have caught it, but the ball probably shouldn't have been thrown there either. So
4: probably shouldn't have been thrown, but it was put exactly where it needed to be. So it's hard. It's, you know, most of the time he's not going to put the ball right where it was, but he did there. And so, I mean, you can't knock him for it. Lamb, it's just I don't know what was the deal tonight. And I mean, I know he's struggled with drops before, but. I mean, that, that one was right there. You know, you can't yeah. have that thing bounce off your hands.
3: Yeah, and I also think that, you know, uh, y'all, y'all saw the comments that Brady made when he was sitting in that little round table about how, you know, the defensive penalty, the, the, the way that the defense is called favors, uh, you know, it makes yeah. the quarterbacks do things that aren't right. I think that's a good example of that. Like, like you said, Dak should never make that throw, but you also know the safety. No one can really hit C.D. Lamb without getting penalized so it it goes back to what Brady was talking about just last week in that round table where I think Dak just kind of know that like in that's a medicine ball that that puts someone in a hospital we saw that happen a lot of times in the in the 2000s with Peyton Manning receivers where you know he'd lead them perfectly but it was right into a defender and he and they get hit but that just wasn't going to happen so yeah I mean like you know probably not a great decision to throw that ball in traffic but um, CD's got to catch that because he's he's not going to get hit the way that he would have, you know, ten years ago.
4: How how many DPIs did Dak draw tonight? Like three. I he feel like he know. threw. Yeah. I, I feel like he threw into some of those situations tonight and was drawing defensive pass interference calls and picking up first downs. At li- there were at least two. I think there were three.
3: Yeah. Yep.
4: Um, While you I look have that the number of penalties, team,
2: I don't have the specific yeah. penalties. While
4: you look so, at it, so. I want to just speak to something that you said at the very beginning of this, which I think is important. Um, You know, you talked about how after Zerline missed that first field goal, you felt a little bit like, you know, throw it in the towel almost like, all right, well, here it is. This is where it's all going to fall apart. I think it's important that last year, I think that's exactly what the Cowboys do. And they didn't do that tonight. They didn't get depleted. They didn't fall apart. Last year, this game being played last year with Dak or without him, that team falls apart.
1: I'm having trouble finding that, Bobby. I was. Really h- oh,
2: no, the resilience out. of this team, Bobby. To that point, the resilience impressed me tonight. You know, they didn't didn't fall apart down the stretch. I mean, Dak Prescott put the team on his back. Yeah. Uh, today, yeah. I mean, the guy hasn't played football in how long? And he went uh, out there three hundred and looked like days. he. It looked like he was in week eight of a regular season and was an MVP candidate. I mean, he he looked incredible. He looked sharp. Um, I mean, his leadership, I think, was the most apparent tonight. And he he was really all you got, you know. So we, yep. this team's going to go as far as Dak can take him. And that was extremely obvious tonight. And and if it wasn't for literally the greatest player uh, of all time, according to the Athletics' top 100 uh, NFL players of all time, read that now on The Athletic, um, Tom Brady, at the other end, they would have been victorious. So. I mean, it was an incredible performance from it, from
4: Dakota. It, it was. Uh, he drew three defensive fast interference calls, 14 yards, 11 yards, and 16 yards. And uh, so, yes. I mean, he was making those throws in traffic and picking up first downs.
1: And Sod made a great point, too. Like, that's generally going to be penalized. And he did hit uh, so on the money. And that's kind of what we've always wanted Dak to be. And Dak's proven this over the last two years, uh, even that that he can be the guy that drops back and steps up and throws it 30 yards down the middle of the field and puts it on the money. Like he's already proven he could do that. Um, but, so, I mean, yeah. he, he and he did it again. It just wasn't caught. So Yeah,
2: there's always been, a, I guess, a reputation with Dak that he can't make throws downfield. I don't know why he can't throw deep the deep ball or, I mean, the amount of, I don't know, 10 plus yard passes in the second half that he had to get them, you know back in it essentially was amazing. I mean the guy the guy's shoulder was probably killing him the whole time too. You got to have that to consider too. I mean the guy is 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 going through something at the same time. So the performance on top of you know the 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 recovery aspect of it is mind blowing, really.
3: Yeah. And and by the way, like th- this might be a, a whole another topic but but basically I think that a lot of times we think of a lot of people think about Dak the way that his career started with Zeke in the backfield and stuff. It's a very similar trajectory if you think about it in some ways to Russell Wilson when Russell Wilson got in the league. You know, he had Marshawn Lynch. It was running. It was that defense. It was all this stuff. And Dak had Zeke, and it was Zeke setting up Dak. Like, but at some point the the leash came off, and and Russell Wilson became Russell Wilson. And I think that's where Dak is at now. Like, th- this is now. Dak's team, like Dak sets everything up, and it's been this way for a couple of years, but I'm just saying, like, people have to come around to, like, you know, this is not Zeke setting up Dak anymore. This is Dak's football team.
2: Yeah, let t- let Dak sizzle. Let Dak sizzle.
1: <laughs> Time flies, good. too. It's like, uh, the, the five, that was five years ago. Well, five years goes fast as you get older, but, man, that narrative changes very quickly on guys who continue to prove and end up being elite quarterbacks in the game like Dak is. Uh, 21-19, that interception ended up being kind of a bummer because the Bucks would go up 28-19, get another touchdown to Gronk. Uh, Gronk would probably play seven games this year, get healthy for the playoffs. But unfortunately, one of those games was tonight. And he could still he size was good. up people. He was good, man. It's just unfortunate that he could still size up people. And he's not – I mean, he still moves good enough It's just kind of – and frustrating that he retired and came back to go ring chase but whatever that's, that's for another day uh Cowboys have to answer though and they do they get the touchdown this was the other touchdown uh to Amari Cooper uh up uh, the deep one uh, up the right side to make it uh 28 to 26 um, so that's at the end of the third quarter. Uh, Bucks get the ball. Cowboys end up stopping them. We go into the fourth quarter. Cowboys had a rough little three and out because they got pinned back at the six yard line once again. You know, it happens. Uh at that point, Michael gallops out of the game, and it became very clear Dak was looking to go to Amari Cooper pretty much every time. Uh <laughs> and can you blame him? Thirteen Yeah, do, do
2: what you do well. You know, <laughs> it's not it's not broken. Uh don't uh try to fix it, you know, just to uh, keep on letting the machine, uh, you know, churn out the butter, I guess. That's <laughs> <laughs> what
0: I it's, always say.
2: That keep on and letting Ebert, the machine
1: churn out the butter. That Siskel and Ebert were putting on their popcorn when they watched in heaven. Um, so it's uh, – the, Cow- the Bucks will get the ball back, but then here comes to me the, best, the biggest defensive play of the night for the Cowboys – uh, Brady throws it off to Godwin. Godwin's trying to make a play and DeMonte Casey comes in, puts his helmet on the football and Johnny on the spot, Jordan on the spot, Jordan Lewis picks it up. And I mean, instead of taking a knee, he runs it out to the 10 yard line, but whatever, that was an impulse decision. I mean, the ball landed right there. Huge play because if that play doesn't happen. We're not talking about anything that happens in the next few minutes, because if that doesn't happen, the Bucks probably score. It's probably 35-26. It's probably try to go score and then do a watermelon kick. Like, it's the whole story of the game changes. The defense making plays. It happened. They made some plays. That was fun. Yeah. That was huge.
3: And also, like, that's not – that's the – and the good thing is that's the defense making plays. That's not the Bucks shooting themselves in the foot. Like, you know, like, there's there's sometimes where you say, like, you know – uh, it was just a circumstance or something just happened. Like, it, whether it was the Demarcus Lawrence-Peanut uh, Tillman strip or whether it was uh, Demonte KZ doing what he did to Godwin, like, these were actively guys making plays. This is not fluky. It's not just like the guy just dropped the ball. So I think that's that's the really encouraging part about that.
1: Who was our starting free safety last year, Bobby?
4: Um, Woods? well Woods? Yeah, I mean, they, it was – Mainly Xavier Woods. I mean, Donovan yeah. Wilson got some play at the end of the year. Um, but, yeah, it was Xavier Woods for the most part. They kind of ran the safeties interchangeably, though.
1: feels like Thompson. feels like, yeah, there's a lot of De'Aaron Thompson last year. But it feels like DeMonte Casey, when healthy, is an upgrade, a clear upgrade over Xavier Woods.
4: Yeah. Yeah, so, um, for sure.
1: So you kind of, even at the time that was a signing, you go, okay, DeMonte Casey, okay. But they still skipped out I, on the uh, safety in the draft. But DeMonte Casey... You know, I don't. You know, honestly, I, I got to be honest. I didn't see a ton from him throughout the entire game, though. Like, but that play is huge, and that's that plays the difference in this team winning playoff game or, you know, actually making a run, making plays, building confidence off plays like that. You know, things like that. I think that's important. The pass rush was not totally effective tonight. I mean, they moved Mm-mm. Tom Brady. A little bit, but Tom Brady wasn't pressured a ton tonight. This kind of go to this. The Buccaneers offensive line is better than the Cowboys defensive line.
4: Uh, I'll tell you, it was interesting. I kept noticing they were going with these packages and I'll have to look. I'm going to be interested to look back and see what other things I may have missed. But they kept going with this package of Randy Gregory, Demarcus Lawrence and Dorrance Armstrong all on the field together. And they were like rotating at tackle. And so, like D. Law would be at the three tech, and you know Randy and Dorns yeah. would be standing up. Or then Dorns played a lot at defensive tackle. It seemed like I think he had, you know, 10, 12 snaps there. Um, I mean, I'm just ballparking, but I kept noticing that he was, you know, putting his hand down inside. But they, yeah, they had trouble getting pressure, even though they were sending blitzes and and they were doing twists and stunts, and it just it wasn't working.
3: Yeah, and th- part of that is 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 the Bucks' offensive line, but then also. Just part of that is, uh, is you know, they were showing it the whole game, just how quickly Brady gets rear of the ball. You know, it's just, it's hard to get to him sometimes. And so, you know, some of that I think is the defensive line, but you've got to give credit to Brady as well.
1: No, you're right. Brady's not going to take sacks, but those plays where he gets hot feet and he's just going to kind of throw it away real quick. Yeah, You need that. That Those are drive killers. and you know, yeah, they made
2: mistakes tonight. I mean, Dallas should have won this game. I'll say that. Dallas
3: should have won Dude, this game. I- i mean micah parsons should have had like a pick six on that weird throw to leonard fournette there and like in the corner like I, I think i think that's a play like micah parsons is in in time going to make because he had perfect coverage there
4: I, I like i like that parsons settled down too he was getting picked on a little bit in the first half and i think he he finally settled down and wasn't getting exposed as much
1: well, then another player you're talking about just kind of that was close to that play where Brady threw it up. This is on the last drive. Well, you know what, We'll get there. Hold on one second. We'll get there. Uh, Cowboys had to kick the field goal. They, they go up 29-28 because they put together an 11-play drive. That was pretty rad. It got to a point uh, where the penalties started happening, so things kind of started getting a little crazy. Uh, you had the penalty on Tyron, the holding. I did not personally think that should have been called. Um, the NFL has talked about this many times on plays where the defensive lineman has his arm up above the numbers, you know, and kind of getting into your neck a little bit through the rip. Like you, they're not supposed to call the hold from behind on that. And they did. And that was, a uh, that set them back. They were able to overcome it. The Connor Williams hold was, it was a hold, even though. It's like, at that point, it's like, dude, just put your hands up. If Vita Veya is going to push you back like 10 yards, and you just put your hands up, a tough matchup for anyone. Um, you got to learn how to hold. Everybody holds. Everyone holds.
2: What does Brada say? If you learn how to hold, trip, and clip, you can be a great offensive lineman because they all do it. They just know how to do it in a way where they, and the refs either don't see or they do it. And it's not as obvious like it was. you know? It's all about it. the shoulder pad placement and stuff. Yeah. 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 Just Look, finesse yeah. the hold. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, exactly.
4: yeah. Now,
3: Michael I, did, Jordan I, pushed off. Michael Jordan pushed off against the Jazz. Like, you know, like those right. things. Like, if, if you can do it right, then you can get away with it.
4: Am I, am I the only one, and I'm probably being unnecessarily whiny about it, but am I the only one that before that Connor Williams uh, hold hated the Zeke Elliott run play on second and ten?
1: I actually... I actually didn't have a problem with it
4: because I I feel like you're not getting it. And I mean, you got four yards. Great. But I, I feel like you need to be taking as many shots as you can to get past the sticks. I don't think you should have been wasting time, giving the ball to Zeke. Well,
1: my only thought, and I think I tweeted this during the game is at that point, and I don't know if I would have done it on second and 10, but at that point, the Bucks defensive line had gotten so dominant. It was very clear that Dak was not going to have a lot of time to throw and they were just firing off the ball and get rushing up field. I, I think that's what I wanted to see, like a draw play. Now that the run play they did was more of a standard run play. You know, it wasn't like some some special thing. Like, but I kind of wanted a bit of a delay or a draw play where the defensive linemen were coming up the field, and ideally the linebackers and everyone else is in coverage. And I thought there was going to be room to maybe get some yards, also keep the clock running make Bruce Arians take a timeout and things like that. And he did. He did take a timeout on that run play. But you're right. That didn't set up a third and six. And then you get to the Connor Williams hold. They overcame that because, of course, Amari Cooper was open. And then uh, here comes Zerline. And Zerline, as everyone is just cringing, just drills it down the middle. Just if to say, hey, guys, I'm good. Everyone relax. And that made it 31-29. The other near – near uh, Missed that would have changed things. Brady throws it up the two. I think it was it was Chris Godwin and Travon Diggs got his hand on it. But Travon Diggs was a I mean, just a split second away from reacting a little faster, getting enough depth to intercept the ball. And then it's game over. It was, yeah, at, also, oh, close. was that the Seen, Seen,
2: one with parsons or, or a different play i might think
4: no no this is this is at the uh, the final drive where he was it, it reminded me you remember back like 15 years ago antonio Cromartie had some insane pick of peyton manning yeah. i think it was on, Mo- on monday night football yeah it was kind of like that one it was that same like flailing back thing and when you watch in live you know action it looked like okay did he tip it and you figured he tipped it and then when you watch it back in slow motion it's like oh man he actually got like his entire fingertips on it. If he just had a little bit of the palm, he's catching that and he's picking yeah. it off. And he and was frustrated Brady, with it. You could tell he was, he was not happy.
3: And if Brady puts like an inch on it, that's house. Like Mike Evans had, oh, yeah. there was no one, there was back nobody there. behind. So like it was, it was game of inches. It was right there.
1: I'm I, I well, then we, we got to go get to the offensive pass interference. That was not called, uh, cause the bucks continue to drive down the field. Uh, and then they gets Godwin on Jordan Lewis, which God, Godwin's going to win that matchup a lot. <laughs> it's just such a mismatch, but uh, you see a little bit of a push off. Uh, I mean, my opinion is that it wasn't blatant enough to to call, and and with a minute left in the game, I that's me. I know that the uh, you can say well. It happened to us. They called it on Michael Gallup in Week One last year. I know you can say that, and I know you can say if you call a foul in the first quarter, then you should call a penalty in the fourth quarter. It doesn't matter. But I, I, I mean, I'm a. I want to declutter like the game with with flags. Like I want to reduce the amount of penalties, but especially at the end of the game, ball in air. If the guy's got position, I better clearly see some arm extension. Man, on the fly. Until you see the replay, you don't see the extension. You see a little bit. You see a couple guys fighting for the ball. Maybe a little bit of a push. But, man, I'm never going to be the type that says, oh, the refs screwed us. No, nah, the refs didn't screw you. It's you know, Maybe maybe it was a missed call. But, dude, I, I just have a hard time letting that bother me when the kicker might have cost us four points Did, tonight.
4: Didn't screw you. Um, and Brady being Brady is probably – moving the ball after that anyway, it's not going to matter as much. But I will say that this game has become so heavily tilted in the rules to favor offensive teams that it does feel a little bit like if you've got something that is letter of the law, a penalty on the offense, like you kind of owe it to the defense, I feel like to call it for them because they're, they're put at such a disadvantage with the rule book as it is right now um and i think that letter of the law it was i think that was offensive pass interference and i do think it was more egregious than the Gallup one last year but i also think yeah. you could have called it on Gallup you, last year
2: you think it should have been called uh in the moment bobby yeah no I think, I think it
4: should have it was, been or? i think it should have been offensive pass interference on godwin and then brady completes 30 yards to antonio brown and they win anyway probably but. <laughs>
3: okay <laughs> like well, the, if if okay. if the pass interference was still reviewable Like, Would that have been overturned on review?
4: Um, Yeah, I think it might have. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Probably, yeah. Yeah,
3: I think so. I I think so, too.
4: Well, you put
1: it like that, now I'm starting to think that they should have called it. But my instinct (laughs) when watching the game is I don't want plays like that where it's two guys going for a football. I don't want a flag involved in that. Let the two guys, let the two guys who were fighting for the football make the play. Like that's what yes. I want. I, I mean, it's just, and that's just a personal hey, preference of watching the game. There are 19 flagstone tonight. There should never be more than 12 flags thrown in a game. There's an arbitrary number for you. But like, <laughs> but like, I, just, I, can we just stop with the with the over flagging of this uh, of football in general? No one likes it. Like no one watching the the product likes it. So. I guess it's more of a bigger picture than that specific play thing for me. On that play, sure, yeah. You could call OPI. You could not call OPI. I'm not going to get my panties in a wad about that. The kicker double-doinked an extra point and missed a 31-yard field goal. He nearly kicked it all the way into section 203, okay, which is not even like, uh, like the north end of the end zone there. Like, it's the west end on the sideline. That's what – that 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 hurts, man. Vita hurts. Vea
2: embarrassed your entire offensive line, basically. too. Vita Vea, I mean a Tyler God. Tyler Biadas Can we can we talk about the?
4: God, I I'm not going to kill the offensive uh, line I mean, tonight. I mean they had their hands no, full. No, but talk, Biotis definitely about got Biotis. worn down. About Biotis. Biotis got worn down. I think in the first half they saw snap, I think he got. I mean, th- Dak turned a, a
2: horrible snap into a touchdown pass. I mean, totally Tony, Tony Romoed the the low snap into a touchdown pass trick or whatever, but
4: got chills uh, at you saying Romo's name.
2: Oh,
1: I know okay, you do. Stop, Bobby, man. Not time. tonight. Not tonight. Okay, gonna sorry. See your Romo sorry okay, on your I'm done. Yeah. And, uh, if we would a one, you can, you know, insert that. here. All right. All right.
4: All right. <laughs> but Yeah.
2: I mean, I, I, I'm, I don't know the interior of the offensive line, especially without Zach Martin tonight was, was not great. <laughs>
1: I well, think it was
4: more evident in the second half. I think in the first half they held their own, but I think they got worn down.
1: Yeah, the Tampa Bay defensive line started getting in the zone there for a little bit. And, you know, one thing I want to throw out there, too, is like listening to offensive linemen talk over the years, they a lot of them say they prefer run blocking because it's very clear. It's less uh, – it's just more like, hey, let's – Snap the ball, go hit your target. Right, you know when you're pass blocking. Not only is that physically draining, it's mentally draining. You've got assignments, and you're just constantly in these just big wrestling match tug of wars, and that wears you down faster. And that's one thing you might say about maybe trying to be more balanced. But I didn't have a problem with any of the Cowboys playbook tonight. I thought, I thought, I don't really have anything any problems with the offense. tonight. The offense I love the playbook.
2: I love the I love the yeah. Zeke in the in the fullback position. I mean, I thought Kellen Moore. Called a hell of a game. Right, really
4: yeah, Kellen Moore was great tonight. I, I think Kellen Moore did a good job to put them in a position to win. Um, and I think it's, it's hard to, I, I don't think you can put, you know, the normal blame that you had last year on like, oh my gosh, the whole defense just was terrible tonight. Or, you know, this unit was terrible. I don't know that it was like that tonight. I think it was just bad luck with certain players or with certain moments. And, you know, if CeeDee Lamb makes one of those catches this may be different if greg Zerline makes one of those kicks this is different i mean there are a million what ifs um but i, I at least felt like this wasn't a complete collapse of an entire unit like was so often the case last year
3: yeah and i also feel like that like a lot of like the cd stuff in particular is correctable um i don't know if anthony brown is correctable but you have other guys that at some point you can start cycling in i think greg Zerline is the one that you really just have to take a really hard look at and and figure out what you're going to do going forward there.
1: That's Fossil's boy, though. I don't think anything's happening to Zerline. I mean...
4: Probably not, but I mean, they they should. Something should happen.
1: Immediately? Now?
4: Yeah, I'd be working out kickers next week. Or I'd sign another one and keep two and just turn up the heat on him. How 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 many many more misses does
2: he have to have or cost this team? How many more wins does he have to cost this team before you... Do make a move. I mean, was tonight not proof enough that I would make the move? I don't think somebody better.
4: I don't think this is. See, we were at the Jacksonville game, Jane and I, and we were watching him warm up before the game. And I think on fifty-yard kicks, he was like two of six warming up that day. And so I mean, he's he's not he doesn't look great. And, and they so, said
3: during the game, too, that he didn't sound confident before the game.
4: Yeah, that was distressing. Michelle DeFoy yeah. going like, I talked to him. He did not sound like he was confident. Yeah, that's not Michelle great. DeFoy like, I could have told you this was going to happen.
2: That's what you want in a kicker who's, it's like, yeah, you know, somebody who's putting to to not have the mental aspect of it down. That's basically 90% of, of your job. So you got to have that down. And gosh, Zerline, God, where's Kai when you need him? okay where's maher where's
0: maher oh no looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yep you heard that right Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Okay, can I can I
4: ask a question about the last drive for Tampa? Is this game any different or is the result any different if uh, Arians takes the 10-second runoff instead of the timeout? I don't think so. You think it ends out the same way?
1: I thought they were easily going to get in. Maybe it's a deeper field goal, maybe, right? That suckers. Or his does try- it But I
4: mean, does it change play call in at all? Because I mean, they were in oh. like kind of tempo and playing to the sidelines because they didn't have the timeout. Does if ten seconds is off and they have a timeout, do they call different plays? Does it put a, things yeah. in a different position?
1: Well, yeah, because you take the run off, you calm down and save the timeout. There's still more you can do. Yeah, absolutely, it does. But I don't. Do they get changes the outcome at all?
4: Yeah, that's what I mean. It did, is there any chance it changes it? Because I remember Michaels and them seemed a little surprised he went ahead and took the timeout instead of the runoff.
1: Oh, I thought that was a no-brainer that you took the timeout. I thought it was timeout. too,
4: but they seemed like they were surprised by that.
1: I mean, they got two plays in, in those 10 seconds that you would have lost. You know, yeah. eh, save it. I don't know It's, it's don't but know at the, it but at the, that much.
3: But at the same time, that entire last set of downs, you're just throwing the ball out of bounds. Constantly yeah cuz because... Godwin
4: went out at what 17 seconds left okay. and then he was yeah. just killing clock.
3: Yeah, if so the... you're basically running off 10 seconds at the end of it.
1: If the ball's not like relatively question, uh, catchable here's me Mr. No Flags in the NFL guy. <laughs> Can we call the intentional grounding there, though? Because that's a little annoying. Yeah,
2: that I don't, want, yeah. <laughs> that says, I don't like Yeah, I'm kind of with you there, KT. I'm kind of with yeah. you. I don't like the let's burn yeah. 10 seconds by Brady just standing in the pocket and chunk it out of bounds. That, that, that's like a hack-a-shack thing that needs to go yeah. be completely yeah, but- eliminated from the NFL. We don't need that anymore.
3: Yeah, but I thought I, I was like, I, I kind of like stood up a little bit when, you know, they uh, early on in that last drive, they completed that pass. Then he throws it deep. And there was no receiver there. And I thought maybe – I know there was a miscommunication with Antonio Brown on that play, but I thought maybe they were going to throw intentional grounding on that one because he just – he chunked a deep right side and there was no one there. So I
4: think that's like – I think the way officials approach that is similar to like the way the um, – they they approached like the – in the area of the bag that the umpires would do at like second base when you're turning a double play for years We're like – there were several times like I wouldn't step on the bag, but you were in the area, and so they just <laughs> right. call it. I think yeah. it's the same thing where they're like, that's clearly a miscommunication. Letter of the law, technically, it probably is grounding, but we, we saw what that was. He wasn't trying to get rid of it.
1: Then yeah. punish the offense for miscommunication. <laughs> There's a yeah. sharp turn. I still want no flags, but, you know. Just, I don't know. There's something, and I, dude, I, I actually like Tom Brady. I know that's a weird thing to say. Oh, I, uh, love I, I love Tom Brady. I love Tom Brady. Um, but there's something like, Come on, man, don't be a doucher. I mean, he's just kind of killing clock and throwing like, oh no, it wouldn't have mattered. It, nothing none of it would have mattered. Oh, well, say, say, last year's airline missed seven field goals and missed three extra points. That was eighty three percent. what's the what's the field goal percentage that you want? Do you have a number in your head, Bobby, that like that, that you need for kickers? Like, what percentage of kicks needs to be made? Because the year before that, he not was... Not on raw
4: data. I don't want to see you miss, other than, like, you know, just occasionally or, or fluke instances, I don't want to see you miss anything under 40. And then okay. anything over 40, I, I expect, you know, or not expect, I'd like you to be, I don't know, probably in the realm of 75, 80% over 40.
1: Okay, well, take that kick away then. The 60-yard kick, take that away. Then he was three mm-hmm. for four on field goals, and then he missed the extra point. And that's still four and
4: points. he <laughs> And he gave up. Field position with yeah. the kickoffs. And he almost, one of those touchbacks he got, that was damn near out of bounds. He almost kicked that thing out of bounds. And it bounced through to the end zone.
1: Bryce Anger, three punts. He averaged 49 yards. And one of those punts was like a 65-yarder or something. So that was pretty good. I I liked that. You know, Gallup, we hope that injury's not bad. I, it, didn't, it didn't seem bad. You know, I don't remember it even happening, and then you see him on the sideline, and he was kind of smiling. Hopefully, that's just a ankle sprain, and, and he
4: jogged off. I saw a video of him jogging off the field at the end of the game, so, so he should be fine. You know, who I'm kind of a little more worried about because even though there wasn't ever any report of an injury, it was when Coop caught that second touchdown and he kind of rolled over on the ground, and then I think on the very next series he caught a pass and he was kind of slow getting up, and it's like, ah, is this just the start of him just being a hurt, guy, and not telling anybody about it again
1: he yeah. took some hits man like it means a high he volume does. guy he takes I a know. lot he takes a lot of hits and part of that reason is because he's traditionally at 80 to 90 you know reception guy so 13 of him tonight he
2: st- stays healthy man because i mean hopefully uh gallop's not out for an extended period of time but
4: i mean Land- Lam is you great need those receivers. <laughs> CD C- C- Lamb is great, and CD Lamb is going to be a stud. But I think like tonight's a good example of why like there's still a gap between Amari Cooper and CD Lamb. Amari Cooper is yeah. still this team's number one wide receiver.
3: And you got to be on. You got to be have that rapport with Dak. I think Bobby. I, I, it was you that tweeted it out, right? Or I, I don't know who it was that tweeted out like that. Um, that Dak was like fifteen for fifteen. Going to yeah. other receivers, and then he was two for seven going it's to CD. Lamb. Yeah, I mean, like, and that's not I, again. CD's going to be great. He's going to be really, really good. But um, it's not just it, it's the drop. Sometimes it's the drops. Uh, there was that play that Chris Collinsworth even said on the broadcast where Dak threw it to the far right, and CD didn't read it the same way Dak did. He cut inside instead of going out. Those are just the plays that you have to you have to be you know on it um, to be to be taken over like a Marty spot.
1: I feel uh, very good about the offense. I think we all feel good about the offense, and I think we all feel like much better about the defense. Isn't that kind of what we thought the season would be, right? I mean, just yeah. like from a broad, if you kind of broaden out, we'd like offense should be great, defense should be improved. You know, I was kind of I well.
4: was expecting more of the pass rush tonight. They did not get as much pressure as I was expecting them to get.
1: Yeah. I think yeah. I remember DeMarcus Lawrence didn't play in the preseason. Randy Gregory barely played in the preseason. I mean, I don't know if that. I'm not making excuse. Well, I kind of am making excuses. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I'm sort of. But I don't know. I, I, it's very hard for me to walk away from this thing and be mad. Like I'm not. I. I, 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 I or or I, I feel so good. I feel even more confident than I did. A, I feel great about gonna winning the, the division. defense
2: of uh, Michael Parsons and the offense of Dak Prescott. That's um, that's your middle linebacker and your quarterback. So let's go. I mean, those are are my two headlines coming out of this one.
4: This is this is just another small thing. But two things tonight stood out to me about Dak that were not actual play related. Did it stand out to you guys at all how he was kind of getting in the chest a little bit and getting on Tyler Biotish for not snapping the ball? Yes, I absolutely saw that. I don't know that I've seen him do anything like that before. I mean, I'm sure he has, but I've never really seen him grab a guy and go, like, look, and, like, really get their attention like that. And then the other was when Carlos Watkins got hit with the uh, unnecessary roughness or or whatever. They had a quick shot of Dak walking over there before it had cleared out who the penalty was on, so you didn't know who's – but he went over, and he looked like he was telling Carlos Watkins, like, bro, you cannot do that. Like, Like, went over there, looked pretty annoyed, was saying something to him, and then walked away from him. And so it was just interesting. I think that, I wonder if we're entering this this era with him, like like you saw on Hard Knocks, the way he was getting annoyed of like you know Nuss took me out for four snaps, and just like you know starting to get that more confident energy, cocky energy. Um, yeah, that a lot of these quarterbacks tend to get as they progress, and it's not a bad thing at all. I think it's something no. that's necessary for a lot. Of them. But I think he's starting to really take the. You know, not just the I'm the leader, but also like I'm the I need to be the tough love guy too to some of these guys and, and yeah. let them know what's up.
3: Yeah. And, and by the way, just look at the guy on the other side today. I mean, I know this is kind of a niche example, but I don't know if you guys remember that play when Brady got into it with Bill O'Brien against the Redskins uh, way back. It was because Brady mm-hmm. was talking to taquan Underwood. Um, who, who didn't run the right route or something in the back of the end zone, and he was kind of getting on to his receiver then too. So, I mean, like you said, Bobby, like this is just, you know, once the quarterbacks do develop to this stage, you'd like to see that, I think.
1: I, I think you saw like Dak multiple times, obviously hyper-dialed in. It was a great game, but just super intense. And there were mm-hmm. times over the last five years where you just see him looking at the tablet and then he throws the thing away and he's just kind of sitting there and getting ready for the next drive. I mean, we know the things Dak does. We, uh, we know all that stuff. But it does seem like he's ramped up that intensity a little bit. And part of that might just be something that goes with the contract. Part of that yeah. might be a year off of missing all that time and reevaluating the way that you want to lead this team. Um, but yeah, I, and I think, I think it's cool. I mean, I'm sure Russell Wilson changed after his first few years in the league and got a little more demanding with his teammates. Um, yeah. I, mean, all these I think guys, all quarterbacks do. I, I, I don't know if – I'm sure Pat Mahomes is like that. I don't know if you can like see it. It's hard to, to know you know, without being there and hearing what they're talking about. But no, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I did – when he uh, grabbed Biotis, so it was like Biotis kind of like, hey, man, don't grab my neck. He got to grab by the collar. It's going to – But it, gotta, it's also I, different. I think I – think, Go ahead, I, just, I
4: think that's a good point that KT made there, though, about like maybe it's also about the time away, is that they they probably could have used an ass kicker the last 11 games of last season. There were guys who probably needed their asses kicked in in the huddle and on the field and, and get told, like, look, straighten this up. And I I wonder if that's more than the contract or anything else is that he looked at like this is what was missing on the field last year when I walked away and I need to make sure that that's in order this year.
3: Yeah, I I agree. And I also think that, you know, KT, to your example about uh, Patrick Mahomes, I think a lot of times it's these late round draft picks, these guys that have to grow into it that you see more of this development curve when it comes to this kind of thing. Like Patrick Mahomes, first round pick, you walk in, you know, he knows he's the man. The whole roster, Alex Smith knew he was going to take over at some point, whatever the case is. But, like, you know, when you have a guy like Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, I think that's where you see more of a real progression of, you know, leading up to that point of getting intense. Whereas, you know, Peyton Manning, Patrick Mahomes, these guys, they already know they're the man.
1: Any outside of, you know, obviously pass coverage? which, again, good wide receivers you played against and a great quarterback, but it does feel like this is a defense that could give up a lot of yards through the air if they're not able to get to the quarterback. Outside of that and the kicker, any other red flags from tonight's game that jumps out at you or comes to mind?
4: I hope that the heavy rotation of the front six was about the humidity and them worrying about... Um, fatigue and that that's not going to become the norm. I don't want to see that much Jalen Smith on the field. I don't want to see that much rotation. I think you need to find a group of guys that works and not just cycle people out. I think cycling people out was a big thing. They did a lot on the defensive line last year with Tom Sula, and I think that frustrated guys at times last year. I don't think they want that again.
1: I, I, yeah, I'm curious to see the snap counts on this uh, because there was a lot of different different packages. Like All of a sudden, it's uh, Jalen and Vanderush in the game. Now, it didn't feel like in the second half it had become a little more solidified. Again, I'm just going off the off the TV copy one time and just watching the game and kind of taking notes watching the game. It just felt like they would kind of solidified more of a Parsons-Neal situation in the second half.
4: But man, it felt like I saw Jalen more than Leighton tonight, which was yes, concerning oh, I, to I, me. I would agree,
1: I would and agree. I didn't.
4: I didn't anticipate that was going to be the case.
3: And, but Layton, when he was there, he played well. Like, he was, he, yeah. he, he played a good game. So that made it a little bit more concerning.
4: I, I think Layton, I mean, I think
1: Layton's still really good. You know, I, just, I, I don't feel that way about Jalen. That's uh, the same thing uh, Dalton kind of uh, was talking about on our podcast last week. Dalton Miller, who guested with us, and he was like, I don't trust him to take Jalen out. And Jalen, oh, Jalen, we're not killing Jalen. Well, kind of hard. But Jalen's not, the difference of the game, but I was surprised how much he played in the first half. I was like, that was way more Jalen than I expected. I'm with you on that, That, man.
4: That first three and out. And I mean, it was a three and out, so you can't complain too much, but they started with Neil and Parsons. Then second down was Jalen and Leighton. And then I think third down was Parsons and Jalen. And so they were like already right out of the gate. First three plays doing like heavy rotation there. And I think the defensive tackles swapped out and I think by the third series, it was Dorrance and Basham were at the ends, and they had D-Law and Gregory sitting out. And it's like, maybe this is due to that fatigue factor. They're worried about, you know, guys getting winded and it, with how humid it was. But it just seemed like excessive rotation. And I don't know if it's just they're trying – DQ's trying to find, like, what is his fit? Like, what is the grouping that he really likes? But it just – it seemed excessive to me, and I don't know that I think they should be doing that for the whole season.
1: Uh Bucks really didn't run the ball. They they were actually ran the ball less than the Cowboys did. They ran the ball 14 times. Got 52 yards total. So, you know. Run defense is Can't fine, end on red
2: flags, KT. Let's end on a green flag for everybody. We need a green flag for the Cowboys.
1: They're going to win the division. Like they're going to walk away with it. I mean, I, Yeah, they they I, played
2: they, the best team in the NFL and they almost won tonight. Yeah, that's a pretty encouraging sign for Vegas the season.
1: Vegas line was nine points, and they they went and nearly yep. won the game and could have won the game, and had a call here and a call there and a playmate here, and it's a, it's a victory. So uh, no no worries. Rest up. Tough one. Going to feel like a home game next week because there's not a Chargers fan on this planet. But, uh, well, get ready for the Chargers, and let's uh, maybe get Zach Martin back. Let's see if none of the guys can get COVID. You know, stay off. let's not have any big breakouts and – be one and one. And that schedule softens up. You get the Panthers, and you know you get the Giants. One time, I mean, yeah, it's pretty easy games coming up if you can get through the Charger game.
2: Absolutely, yeah, that's going to be a tough one. Um, Chargers got a good offense too. So, That'll yeah, I'm not, exci- I, I'm not excited. I'm not excited about
4: Justin Herbert watching <laughs> right. film this week and going, "Oh wow, Anthony the guy Brown, can throw the that, ball down the field." Great. So. Uh, <laughs>
2: I, he, might, he might be better than Brady in that regard right now, in terms of uh, <laughs> spreading the field. So we'll see.
1: Uh, anything? Well, else have John he-
2: Machado back though next week with some yeah, so maybe some crazy Jerry quotes and stuff to talk about after uh, after the game. But yeah, well, so it's a weird. This is weird. These Thursday games are weird. So I guess we'll be back like sometime. I don't know next week, uh, midweek yeah. to yeah. to look Winston. ahead to the yeah to look ahead to the next game and then and then we'll be back on a normal schedule of we should have a game uh, an episode for you uh the morning after the game uh if not uh, right when you wake up uh, a few hours after you wake up because uh john might need to sleep sometimes think of john <laughs> and uh and yeah then we'll have one later in the week uh thursday around thursday for you to preview the next game Ooh. so look forward to that schedule and YouTube, by the way. We're on YouTube right now. Subscribe yeah. to the YouTube if you want to look at our faces and do that kind of thing. Uh, we'll we'll probably be streaming after games, uh, so, so look for that. And it's fun times here at The Athletic.
1: Bobby, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate you, man.
4: Thanks, man. And, and then to, to add to your, your green light, if you want a big positive, the most concerning thing about this team last year was the culture and they were weak, and they crumbled, and they didn't crumble tonight. If you want to take a positive, they stared the Super Bowl champs in the face, and they hung with them, and that's a positive.
1: Heck, yeah. Heck, yeah. Bobby knows a lot about being positive. He tests positive for a lot of things.
4: I do. Yeah, lots of things. And not COVID. So much worse than that.
1: Sod, closing comments, and then uh, we'll let you out of here.
3: Yeah, I think I think if you're looking at the biggest positive, I mean, we talked all show about it, but it's really just Dak Prescott, man. Like that shoulder, the ankle, the leadership, it's all like I, I saw I think it was Robert Mace tweeted, like, can't believe how much breath and energy people have wasted. Arguing whether Dak was worth a contract, whether he's better than Carson Wentz, like whatever the case was, like, it's just ridiculous that we're at this point now where he he belongs on a field with Tom Brady. And that's just that's just what the deal is. Absolutely. Kent.
1: Robert Mays from The Athletic. Football show. The NFL show. Yeah. The football football show. Yeah, sorry. Uh, All right. Well, that'll do it for us. We'll be back next week. We'll, uh, We'll preview the Chargers get you ready for that thing any uh latest news that are happening with the cowboys we'll be here for you for uh, bobby belt our special guest this week for saad youssef for our producer kent garrison i am kt we'll see you next time as we get you ready for the chargers on about them Cowboys. excuse me i can't hear you with that mask i, I gotta see those
0: lips